Hello, welcome to the Pitman Podcast. This time it's rather different, but I'm 100% sure we'll still have the fun we had the first time doing foot and mouth and rationing. <laughs> I have a new partner from the club, none only than the ex-Ebb of Ale, Pont Breathe, and New British Scrum Off, and now put out the team manager with a clutch of trophies behind him, one being named the prestigious club man of the year, Cardiff Bisp. I welcome to the team, Bisp Beauty and the Beast, the new team. Good afternoon, pleasure to be on board. Absolute pleasure to be on board. I just want to mention, everyone, we are sponsored today by Libanus Life Sales, CIC, based in Blackwood, who support people through mindfulness and mental health. You can check out social media platforms or contact me direct for any f- further information. That's great. Great, 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 Charlie. Nice to be on board. First on, lovely to have you on board. Nice, this. nice. First on tonight, then, is the man I love, my best friend, when I can get all of him, Matthew Tucker. Tucker has represented Wales Field on the 19s, Captain Mid Wales in the 20s. He then went on to steal lineouts in Pontypridd, Newport, and Newbridge and Blackwood, and probably stole a couple of tracks each too. Before heading home, we win awesome trophies at Penalta when he was coach, and I'm sure there'll be more as he's now back as director at the club. Welcome, Tuck, boy. Thank Welcome. you, boys. Thank you for having me. Welcome uh, on board. Nice to be on the other side of the table rather than uh, <laughs> asking the questions. That's great, Tuck. It's great to have you here, boy. So. Math, where did it all start, Matt? Obviously, you've got a tremendous career up to, up to date. So, where did it all begin? Yeah, I guess like all local um, rugby players in the South Wales Valleys, Derry was, uh, was a key starting point in everybody's uh, rugby career. Um, you know, playing schoolboy rugby and start, so started junior and mini at Derry. And then I moved on to kind of the penalty division, I guess, or Astrumanach at the time when they decided to form uh, an under-11s team. And we took our side from Derry at the time down to Astromanach and that formed the first mini and junior section. And it kind of went on from there really, you know, sort of we established uh, the mini and junior section, which is now a, a great success and a huge part of awesome. the awesome. club today. Uh, and then went on from there really, stayed in the club up until my youth rugby. Uh, and then went away to Pontypridd Youth uh, before moving on to higher clubs and higher, higher teams. <laughs> Ah, it's great. I can remember Derry. I remember those times, and I remember when we started uh, the kids rugby. And uh, I think we were in the elevens in first year comprehensive. Was it? I have to say, I didn't realise you started at Derry. I suddenly went to me. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. I, f- I forgot about it. Too. Well, I think Derry was kind of one of the only mini and junior sides around yeah. at the time, and you know, you know, they, they probably everybody who played through the valleys probably started off at Derry at some point, especially yeah. a big corp and other players. Yeah. And we had to leave then because no one could park here, it was too many. <laughs> um, so you start as a kid, you look like a snooker, <laughs> snooker queue. Was he not as big as that uh, as well? Yeah, I've always had a bit of an unfortunate beak, I guess, but uh, I've been hindered over the years with a few knocks on it. And uh, you remember a few of them, especially <laughs> in, uh, yeah. when I wasn't supposed to be playing and you yeah. have a feel with my nose broken two places. Some wonderful stories about... Uh, yeah, we was coaching together one day, and I don't know what it is. Obviously, we hit it off as soon as we met playing in right. together. And, New Bridge. Uh, I just laugh at everything that goes wrong, you know, if, if it involves Tucker. So he goes on the field, he's coaching, he has to go on. So, first first couple of minutes, he's on, he get a bang on the nose. So he's busted his nose now, comes off. It's freezing cold, and I just can't stop laughing. He's got cotton buds up his, his snout now. And I, and he's looking at me, he's looking at me, his eyes are watering, he's thinking, what am I doing? going on here today so anyway don't, don't worry about it so I'm laughing he has to go back on because somebody's injured within the first couple of seconds of going back on <laughs> first ruck 
Smack but, on the snout once again. Oh my god. So yeah, it just gets in the way, doesn't it? The best thing about it was Carl, I didn't even know I was playing. I was uh, just turned up to play without without knowing and I sort of said after the game I said, uh, do you think she noticed this with my nose is in uh, <laughs> yeah. in S Ben? But no, yeah. I've been unfortunate with my breaks and it hasn't helped my uh, most prominent feature. Yeah, well, I, I I never noticed it as a kid. I just we grew up with it, like so. It's just part and parcel of uh, my childhood. So, do you think? Do you remember the youth rugby for me is the best times. Do you think that youth rugby is the best rugby a player would ever play? Oh, look, it's a massive part of of anybody's rugby career, isn't it? You know, youth rugby is so important, and uh, is where you enjoy your rugby. Is where you have this, this fun after the games. Um, and it what brings you brings clubs together really, and you know I guess we've been fortunate in Penalta, although kind of only had uh, the two seasons in the youth that our youth experience was brilliant, and you know great fun, great times, great memories. You like to have a laugh and a joke and enjoy a drink, and I think that's the cornerstone of all clubs really. I I think youth youth rugby is we had a great youth team. I know you went to Ponty. Um I had the chance. But who's the coach there? That little fat short guy. Kai Lucas. Kai Lucas, yeah. Uh, I was going to go up there. I thought the street scrum was up there. It has to be number one. And he said, oh, we couldn't promise you. I said, I'd not bother that. So I'd one play the year in Penalta. <laughs> there we are. Anyway, it's not about me today. Um, I wouldn't think that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what was it? What was it like? What you know? Obviously, youth rugby. What was the what was the best parts and worst parts about it? Well, if you're anything about youth career, isn't it? Is the great times on the field, maybe not so many great times on the field as well, but uh, the good times are off the field, and you know the, the the spirit, the drinking, the culture of uh, enjoying yourself. You know, I can't f- never forget sort of some of our games as we started off in in youth. We were, you know, rag and bone side if you like, chucked together, and we we faced some really tough games and locally against Ingenith when we first started. You played you know, Yeah, we we lost by what was it, sort of fifty odd points, I think it was a, a right dammering, but. You know, we gelled throughout that season, and I never forget them playing Rumney Cardiff. My father was obviously coach. Um, it's where we were playing somebody from a different country because he was like, "Oh, they coming all the way up here to play us." Yeah, and but Alan Probin, this big Cardiff kind of side is coming up, and, and we turned them over, and, and that yeah. sort of made us the side we were. And, and importantly, about Penalty Youth side in that era was that obviously Rob Rowe's injury and tragedy come on later on, but that youth team, you know, was the future of Penalty, and, and probably without the youth team we had at that mm. point. Penalta may not have existed really yeah. after Rob's injury. So, you know, the involvement of your father, obviously, I love your dad. He's yeah, an absolute legend yeah. of a man. Awesome. And he, he's had an effect on me big time in, in what I'm doing at Penalta Rugby Club. Did it, did it affect your way you played the game or did it did it improve the way you played the game? Because obviously, being having your father coaching you pressures you. Was yeah, it a, was a funny sort of pressure? He was a coach and a father at the end of the day. Um, big influence on, on my playing career, as, as all fathers, I guess. He, you know, well, maybe not all fathers, but he was certainly honest and probably honest to the point where his criticism was, was was regardless of whether you played well or not. And I took that as positive criticism, really. I, I never forget having man a match at Blackwood and coming off a field and being held as a, you know, the hero of the day. And my father said, yeah, but you missed two or three tackles. But, you know, you, you take that as making you a better player. And, and I think that's something in the game today, which is probably missing, is being that honest to people and but players be able to take that from a developmental point of view not from a criticism point of view players can't take it but going back sorry just uh, um, track that game against Snaggy I, I think Alec Clifford played in the wing and he had to go off because he broke his guitar, <laughs> guitar snapped it so he had to go off he did play in the wing Alec Clifford yeah he did that and Ramsey in second row wasn't he yeah 
So that's, that's a point I wanted to make, really, because my dad obviously coached youth rugby, and I think it's, like you said, it's the biggest part of your rugby career. It sets a stone, you know, it gives you, it gives you the grounding to be a man, really, coming out of youth, if you have the right grounding. You had a great influence on a lot of players, and do you think that's missing today now? I, I know that, this, obviously, with, with COVID, the youth system is, you know, the teams are not raising teams, is, is clubs struggling? Well, COVID have impacted youth rugby massively, and, and not just I think the change of the age ages as well to have two years in youth now and then go to a senior game is I think it's a massive step. I understand maybe the reasoning behind that to get more people playing senior rugby and second team rugby, but your youth experience is, is less now. You've got two years, you've probably done mature in that time. Yeah. Back back to my father, I guess, you know, he was a big influencer in the club and, and always has been. Going back to the Astromanic. Um, mm. side and the 11s you know it was him and a core group of players p- people like um, Domb. Domby and unfortunately he was not with us any longer um, Di Jones Lee Ackerman mm. Garth Davis Alan Rogers um, and a few others who, who created that side but you know you've always been passionate and you know took Penalta not just after youth rugby into a senior success as well yeah. but just just to sum it up I guess with my father you know you, you either loved him or you, you didn't get on with him and he was a straight shooter and you, you took that as it was I never forget the time I was playing in Newbridge and come down to training and my father had lost mm-hmm. his head because he, he that, that happened now and then with him. and uh, as I come down the training field he's choking and bowling at some of the boys and uh, Richard is storming off up the field and my father's throwing balls at him and I come down in my Newbridge tracksuit and he kind of said what the hell are you doing here? He didn't say hell. He said a few words, sort of <laughs> knitting a rack, a bit more than choice that. Words, yeah. And then uh, next thing you know, is his uh, right hand comes swinging around the corner. And <laughs> for those who remember the, the old sort of Sunoks playing training Red field, bra. yeah, he used to have a bit of a muddy patch just before. <laughs> and I swear today, if it wasn't for my trainers and the muddy patch that I slipped on, I probably would have took it right up to the jaw. <laughs> but he's really—he was passionate about his yeah. rugby. Oh, unbelievable! And, and you know, he, he developed a lot of people as well across those playing days. You talk about your father, and to me. I love your father. He's, you know, he, he was hard on me, but I needed it because I was a cheeky little little runt. And um, but he motivated sides. No one motivated sides better than your father. He'd, well, be, cry, he'd be crying. But be, you know, so people take it. That's what I go back to. Is that you either like honesty or you don't. And you look at Pouchy, for example. And Pouchy was always told to be. He was always too small to play in the senior side, but come on to be one of the best players mm. in Penalta. And yeah. a part of that was probably because he wanted to prove people wrong as well. And, uh, you know, he certainly went down there. Yeah, I suppose he start, started the ball rolling underneath for the success in the club. So, obviously, yeah. progressing from your youth days, um, you went on to, well, I think, during your youth time, as you mentioned, Pontypridd, uh, and then you spent some time as a senior in, in Newport and then into Newbridge. Blackwood, I think you had a spell with. So, you know, what was that like? Yeah, I guess, you know, I was one of those people. Lots of people in our youth team had opportunities to, to progress and move on to other clubs. And, you know, like say Martin, who Richard, Lockie, they were all asked to move on. No one no one did. Um, I think for me, the change was I was picked in a 97 Welsh College side when I went to South Africa. Um, and that kind of, you know, exposed me to maybe a different level of, of rugby and coaching and, and sort of environment, which I, which I loved and enjoyed. And really set off my opportunity to progress, I guess, because after that tour, I had a phone call from Pont de Prix, the phone call whilst I was away, to say, will I go over there in the summer? Mm-hmm. Bit apprehensive, but went over there, and probably the best thing I did. You know, I loved my time in Pont de Prix. And uh, soon after that, Lucas was coaching at the time in Newbridge with Bonker Beale. And there was an opportunity to go across there for pre-season. That's all the expectation was. But become a, a regular feature in the Newbridge side. Um, and unfortunately, I guess due to injury, my time in Newbridge had sort of come to an end. And the opportunity opened in Blackwood. And you know, I, I loved all of those clubs. And I think one of the things I, I am as a player is that you play for the club, but also at those times, those clubs are great cultures. You know, the 
yeah. the social environment Absolutely. was brilliant, and I think oh, that was really yeah, important. Yeah. Cargas there, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and obviously, as many know, I had the pleasure of playing with you in Newbridge, which was a wonderful time, and becoming great friends with you through that time, you know, and where I sit today now is, you know, it's, it's great, really. So, well, you know, obviously the coaching at Newbridge, Spikey Watkins was, was, was involved at the early stages, so what was he like as a coach and, to deal with? Oh, Sp- Spike was just bonkers when he was he was old school coach. Um, you know, he, he wasn't going to change his ways as he was a player. He wanted kind of those robust starred men, and I probably didn't fit into that kind of selection process with 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 Spikey. But I never forget. I can't remember who we play in, but um, we were losing at half time, and we come back in the changing rooms, and uh, Spikey lost his head, and uh, one of our players in the changing rooms at the time kind of sort of spoke up, and if he did, he turned round. And what he called him was nobody's business. And you, you ginger. <laughs> and just changed him on the spot in the changing rooms yeah. like this because he spoke up. But Spike was wild. I can remember Spike sort of fighting with his own hookers uh, in the one game we played in. I can also remember him punching a supporter and on the side of the pitch. The supporter was, was uh, thrown out in the boost at our players and Spike told him once, be quiet. And he didn't listen. The second time he smacked him on the jaw and hit him over the barrier in Newbridge. And uh, but he's one of them. But you know, great yeah. character. Yeah, great yeah, love yeah, around. Tremendous, tremendous I, character. I didn't know him that well, but he's in Thailand now, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. been on, been on recently, but uh, and there's stories which are for another time on Spike in it. And uh, but he's, he was a great character. But was he as mad as Daibish? <laughs> well, I didn't have a lot to do apart from play against Bish. But I never forget the first game in Pontypool. He frightened the life out of everybody. I think he's he's jumping around like a madman in change rooms, getting a blaster on his shoulder. <laughs> and uh, I think he came out against Pontypool. I don't know if we played in that game, Bish. And um, no, I don't think he did. W- within two or three minutes, he he did reach reach Bowen, and he had his massive lump on the side of his head. But Bish was a controller when he and he able to control the game, but not just that he controlled referees. Yeah. But he, you know. Incredible yeah. Luckily, luckily, he was coming to the end of his game when, when, we, when I came into my game. Incredible, incredible character. So, uh, moving on, what's happening at the club at the moment? Well, look, it's, we're in transition. I, I, I think, let's not panic on, on where we are as a club. We've had a couple of losses in, in recent weeks, but you've got to remember that rugby's tough throughout Wales at the moment, and, and mm. community game in Wales is, is not great. So... I think COVID have had a massive impact on rugby and people playing rugby. You know, we've had success over the last 12 years of bringing in excellent youth players and successful youth teams. And we're probably at the point where, you know, we haven't had that success from 16s and youth. And, and we've seen a difference of maybe the number of quality players coming through. When we've got Joseph Scribbins and, and Lewis Barnett and people like that coming through every year, your first team's always going to succeed. But we, we just haven't had, you know, those players coming through. And... At the end of the day, we're a community club and we bred players to go on. So, likes of Scribbins and now we'll keep moving on to Premiership clubs. That's what we're about. And we're going to develop yeah. those players. And we're going to see an impact. Look, there's lots of, lots of local clubs who have been in a far worse position than us over the years. We, we're still in the cup again and we're still in a good position. And I don't think it's about panicking. It's just about being patient. So, looking at the, um, the mini section, the junior section, youth section, what is the long-term goal for the first was long term goal for the first. I, I'd say it's kind of the other way around, really, isn't it? Is is the Minion Junior section long term goal is to become a first team mm-hmm. player, and we are fortunate. We've got the best setup in Welsh rugby, without a doubt, in our Minion Junior section. Agree, agree. We, we're fortunate to, to be able to put a youth side out and a second team out. But it's about that player development, and you know, certainly for me and what I'm looking at at the moment is what did our 16s and 15s and 14s look like now, because they're going to be our future. Um, and, and for me, it's about getting the transition right from those age groups into our youth and into our senior game. I think that's what's critical for our first, is that we're ID in players who are going to be future first-team players. Yeah, I agree, because I I, obviously I'm part of it, and 
I've never been so passionate about rugby than I've than I am with the, with the club. It, it, it creates that feeling, and you just feel as if you you hold the club something all the time. So I suppose everybody's the same. You lose a couple of games, which you're not used to, but we've got a you know we've got a tremendous ethos in the club, and like Matthew said, I think you know we we do panic, but. I yeah. think you know, but there's no, there's no need to panic. You look at what January is going to bring to us now. We, we're back in the cup rounds, which we're not allowed, yeah. you know, and that, that generates a feeling in the club once we get back on a, on a on a cup campaign. And I compare us to other sides around us, and what well, we've lost two games in a yeah. two or three games in a season. It's, it's, it's nothing Absolutely. that we need to worry about. No. We've achieved so much, though. It is I'm, I'm incredible. But I'm looking at the mini and junior section. There's so many good players who are gonna, you know, they're, they're young, but hopefully they can move to the first, and then they can go on. Well, that's, 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 that's been our, like you've done. That's been our success over the years, hasn't it? We're, we're a homegrown first team side that's grown our own talent, and, and they stay in the club. and And that's the beauty of Penal. That is that. I think last season was it the side that played in the final. I think all of those boys had featured for a mini and junior section, and, and that's what we're about. So, um, looking at yourself, what was the best and worst part of your game? I, well, you know, I'll ask my father that one. He might have a few, uh, few, few to answer. But no, but him, no. <laughs> I guess you know, generally, I biggest part of my game was my lineout play. Definitely, um, probably the salmon, one of the sort of the decent lineout forwards in the league, and, and I proud myself on my lineout, not just in attack but also a defensive lineout. I used to nothing better than pinching somebody else's ball. Um, you know, I was an athletic, probably second row at a time, which mm. might not have been. What second rows at that era were about, you know, there's a lot more muck and bullets still at that time, and perhaps I didn't fit that game, but fitted them over open athletic game. Weakest points for me probably was just sort of a bit of lack of physicality, maybe, and defensively, you know, I wasn't a great tackler, although in my later career sort of developed kind of that confidence, I guess, and I guess you grow up as a player as well, don't you? You grow up into a when you start youth rugby and young senior days. You're a bit naive, but you grow as a player. And when I finished my career, probably Blackwood, I, I think I had an all-round game. And yeah. that was my opportunity with Newport, really, was that i become a, an all-round player too, who could have played at that level. Well, I, I played with you a lot, and your passing was awesome as well. You, know, you, could, you could probably play outside half. You, know, you, you had that skill set, which not a lot of second rows have. Um, and look, going back to the young, you captain mid Wales in the twenties. Green Henry's watching that game, isn't he? Oh, you know, he was, he was a good yeah, achievement. Come to watch me, apparently. No. Yeah, yeah no. I, look, I captained. I think I was a probably natural leader, that not knowing mm. back in the day, and kept sort of always captain district sides, always captain the mid district sides, and things like that. And you know, you got to remember in those days we had people like Sadoli in the second row as well, and and I was sort of playing alongside him, but also captain those sides. Yeah, I I, I remember obviously. Playing alongside you when he was super superbly talented, lighter wise, you know, tremendous to watch. To be fair, oh, he's a great lighter. Only, only three stone, math, athletic, and, and just clever, just clever, you know, and stuff. The other things you did on the field, not just light out, but the other play was very, very clever and smart and oh, definitely tremendous I was talent. I was proud of what he did. I just sometimes I used to think, God, oh, if he's a couple of inches taller, but then he might not have been. They kept it all the out of that side. He was six foot fourteen. Yeah. Um, well, no, I think that probably went against. My further development, really. If I had probably had two inches taller, then things might have been a bit different. But I wish listen, I, I, I have no regrets and enjoyed every game and moment I played. So I wish I had another two inches as well. So we, we're covering <laughs> off the on-field activities here, but we, we we love you for your off-field activities, as you know, Matthew. And I've been away with you several times, and I've had some of the best times <laughs> in your company. So obviously, with rugby, touring is a, is a big part of the game. So. What's your biggest memories or your nicest or your funniest memories of touring and your best best times? Honestly, there's, there's some you can share, there's some you can't share in there. But to, listen, tours for me, 
are probably one of the most important things of any rugby club and yeah. you know it brings everyone together and it lets everybody sort of enjoy themselves and let their hairs down a little bit we, we, we were fortunate I guess in all the clubs particularly in Penalta some of the great tourists you, you'll ever go away with people like you know the older generation like my father K9 Lee Aikerman and Gilbert you know they, they were some of the, the finest tourists and taught you the good fun stuff as well and, and the stuff you can just enjoy being harmless and I never forget being in Ireland and uh, there was a uh, her banner was must have been about twenty foot long, and it was probably up building about twenty foot high. And it says the chairman is coming, and uh, two of the older generation. Next thing we know, they were climbing the wall to take this banner off. And little did we know, we got back to the hotel, and our chairman Craig Phillips at the time opened the door. And as he opened the door, the banner was above his bed. The chairman is coming, <laughs> and uh, you know it's just just great tourists. But I, I, you know, huge memories, some great stuff even into South Africa. Me and Stuart Locke, who um, you know, two both characters really. We went out to South Africa with a rugby team, football team and a netball team and we had an introduction evening so everybody was in their best dress but me and Stuart decided to turn up in 70s fancy dress, our white suits on <laughs> and led the party from drinking, singing and, singing and social. You know, there's plenty of stories which um, we misbehaved in but you know, rugby's about having fun and ah, enjoying great. yourself. Yeah, that's, that's one ta- talent you've got, I think. It, you, you're brilliant at bringing people together oh. and, it's, and it's, that's why I think the club has been so successful on the field through your influence off the field you know it's, it's, it's so important but, and, and but, is it, but is, there's a, it's not just about individual there. Is there, there's, we've, we've been fortunate over the years we've had a group of people who are like that you know and everybody's been yeah. each other and yes there's key characters and clowns who stand up and I was probably one of those but you know collectively as groups of people we enjoyed each other's company and we enjoyed having fun off the field and I'm not a great mm. believer you know you enjoy yeah. yourself off the field and you're going to do well on the field and yeah. that's a I'm, I'm not being in, um, ingratiating ingratiating myself to you licking your ass but I you're my best friend but you probably were the best tourist I've I've had at, at yeah, our age yeah, group, yeah. and then you had the Gilbert and Keane. Well, Hugh Stevens another one. Great, oh, Hugh Stevens, legend. Uh, you know, drink. Uh, I guess what what makes a great tourist is the ability to have a drink and get up in the morning and get back on and drink again. Or is it kind of the fun stuff it brings? And, I, and collectively for me as all. But Exeter was a was another great trip we had, and I probably can't share what Richard did on that trip. But me and Martin Rowe turned up to a somebody's 18th birthday party, I think it was, and we knocked the door, and uh, <laughs> the guy opened the door. He said, "Oh, hello." He said, "Oh." We said, oh, you were here for the birth of the party? He said, oh, we invited you. And I said, oh, he did. <laughs> I said, we invited him. And he said, uh, he did. Uh, next, next thing you know, we sat in somebody's kitchen and we don't even know in the middle of Exeter. Having a burger. Having a burger. Enjoying the party. But another, another great story on that. We went to watch a cricket game and just outside of the cricket ground was a little mini fair. And then our little mini fair had, uh, remember the old bikes you sit on, you chuck 50 pence in? <laughs> so I'm chucking 50 pence in. I'm going around this track on a bike. <laughs> So I noticed oh, that it was just little stones in a way. So I shouted to my boys, move the stone. <laughs> so as he moved the stone, I kept on putting the 50 pence pieces in and realised when I took it outside the track, I'm in the middle of the road. So I'm going up the middle of the road of accident now with, uh, with this little bike scooter until the 50 pence run out there. But, uh, that beats uh, Andy Powell's story. Yeah, yeah. Look at it the Exeter though. We were there when Dombey... And he was bollock naked singing singing a song, and some guy said, "Who is that?" I said, "It's my father." <laughs> yeah, no. Well, there's that's the my father. The, the story yeah. in Exeter, wasn't it? We, we was all outside on the roundabout. Oh yeah, having a drink. Something. Uh, you know what it's like. Oh, you heard this, I think. Yeah, go on. We, we dare somebody to, to run around a roundabout with no clothes on. Smithy, probably. We are. So somebody runs round. Next thing you know, the chairman comes out again. Craig Phillips and uh, all the older generation, my father, K Nine, and Lasher all come out. Look, tamping. You know. What are you doing? You're letting the boys down, you're letting the club down. This is a disgrace. I'm thinking, oh, we're in for it by now. <laughs> if one of you go, 
you all got a goal. <laughs> so there was 20 odd of us now running around this round about oh, the next to so that's, oh, that's yeah, that's and then game. The police turned up and it was kind of like grab anybody's clothes you can. I think I had Johnson's, uh, Chris Johnson's top on, which probably didn't get over my shoulders <laughs> and somebody else's trousers. Like, but, but no, it was harmless fun, which... Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. of course. And going back to that England trip, remember the fancy dress? Um, and Aki said, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. He was apparently sleeping. He was just sitting there with dark glasses on. <laughs> My father had a, must have been a, like a condom on his head with Uncle Fester. He said, What the fuck? Who the fuck are you? He said, Uncle Fester. And Lee Aki was sitting there and he apparently was sleeping. He was funny as hell. Lee Aki was brilliant. He said, yeah, Great tourist. He'd won the fancy dress and uh, he said, Yeah, well, people don't realise I slept for 20 minutes in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I think I went as Lurch, I did. I put. Uh, a bit of four by two on the bottom of my shoes. It must have been about seven foot two going down to the nightclub that was underneath <laughs> the hotel and literally had to duck down to walk around. But, but no, they're all good times and all good memories. took my fancy dress. Remember that New Year's? We'd have been as um, Uncle Albert Delboy in oh, Rodney. Yeah, yeah, some great times. <laughs> okay, it was a, a crack. That's what makes you, isn't it? That's what, my, that's what makes you. So, your biggest influence on your career, because obviously you, 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 were, you were an influence on a lot of people and your dad was. Obviously, I'm not saying that he's your biggest influence, but... Who would you say oh, was your biggest influence? You know, on younger days, certainly my father. You know, from a coaching perspective and, and from a father perspective, I always give honest advice, which which I think you know I took positively to develop my game. Yeah, I could have probably done with a bit more tap on the shoulder now and then, but but he also give that. And when I when it was time for good feedback and it was time for honest feedback, that's that's what I had. But li- later on, I think you know. Bonker Beale was quite an important yeah. influence for me in Newbridge. He was good. Who supported my type of game, I guess. Yeah. But later on in Blackwood, uh, Ian Jones' dad, uh, a fantastic line-out forward and he probably right. taught me lots about the line-out game. So, you know, there's been a number of people really that's contributed in, in certain areas of the game. Likewise, Alan Lucas. Knew I was going to say Lucas. Me, yeah. Give me a lot of belief and, you know, give me the edge and pushed me on to probably move on and have a go as well. Yeah, yeah, Lucas is sure. Lucas is a big influence. Um, we'll be ending soon. I'll see how it goes. But we've got a few questions. Um, so we're going to start with best rugby moment. Oh, best rugby moment. From from a playing perspective, you know, I was fortunate to get away with the 97 Lions and, um, you know, toured before them with the Welsh Colleges and played in Ellis Park before the final oh. test of the 97 Lions, um, which obviously seen them win the Lions series. And it was a great moment for me where I was receiving a kick-off against the Gauteng Lions on Ellis Park. And as the kick-offs came up in the air, the Lions were just coming out on the field. And the first person to stand right opposite me was Martin Johnson. And I was thinking, oh my God, don't <laughs> drop this ball, please. <laughs> you know, it was Martin Johnson on the side and I'm receiving a kick-off. But that, that was a great rugby moment. But you know, to look back to what we've achieved in Penalta for me as a player and a coach, you know, has been special. And I've always remember someone saying to me, "Be a sort of a small fish in a big pond, or mm. a big fish in a small pond." And I enjoyed those times in in Penalta, and we, you know, to go Division Five, Four, Three, mm. Two into Division One, but then also to to kind of bring those accolades in and and to win the first Swaylick Cup for me was was a great achievement. And and not just for me personally as a coach, but also for the club. You know, we we had recent losses in previous years and collectively we come together with a side that year that that um, deserved the success it's got so on and off the field some some great memories probably silver ball final mm-hmm. against Valley. Oh, I think you talk about that that's one thing I think when it, when it came to the club it was, was probably the, the best best hardest game I played in yeah but but you know again we had a tough season we'd achieved so much they turned up with uh, winning t-shirts on and silver ball winners and stuff and, oh. and we turned them over it was a great game and the boys were on fire that day but me and Hugh Stevens never forget we were running out the field saying 
I said, who, I can't put my arms up. I said, my shoulders are gone. I said, I can't put my left shoulder up on the <laughs> one side. And he just said, just one more game, Tack. He said, yeah, one more game. Yeah. And, and that, that, that kind of encompasses who we were, really. We, you know, the togetherness just dragged us through the 80 minutes of that game. And it was a great, great win for the club. No, he was great by your, to play with who? It's all good player, great leader, great captain, yeah. you know, a great off the field. Yeah, I was lucky to coach him for a, for a couple of seasons and he realised, like I said, I, you know, being part, I never played for the club, but he had a big influence on me when I come. He's, he's a great guy, isn't he? He's a great guy. So we don't be negative, but what was your worst moment? Um, pro- probably for me, in, in terms of playing, was kind of a, you know, I was going from the Newport side, I was in and out, sort of back and forth to Penalta, and then my neck injury happened, I guess, which probably put me out of the game and probably stopped me progressing at, at that premiership level at the time, which I probably felt that I was at the right stage to have a few years at that level. Um, you know, it'd be nice to have seen what, what would have happened then. And, mm. you know, I was like, people said you come back a bit too early, but, you know, it's, it's, you can't yeah, I that, think, but. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was like I, at the same time, I suppose, you just, it's just that fine line in it, to, yeah. to making it and yeah, not making it. Yeah, but then if, really. you know, if, I did, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have gone back to Penalton and I wouldn't yeah. have had the great years I've exactly. had. So, you know, things yeah. happen for a reason sometimes, didn't I? But that was a nasty injury. I was talking to my, mo- uh, my mother about it. You had boats. No, I don't have boats. No, I thought you were boats. I'm not even a monster. I had uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Prolapse in the neck when I saw I had a disc removed in a fusion. But it just it just put me out at that time. And then, you know, believe it or not, Luke Chartres came into the boat side and, well, you know, he just, he obviously would have knocked me out of the position probably anyway, but he went yeah, on to exceed can catch so much. 25 foot. Yeah. So what what was the best field you've played on? Ellis Park has got to be. Ellis Park. Good answer, that, mate. That's a good yeah, answer. Yeah, I know. Ellis yeah. Park, but... You I do guess, well to beat that, wouldn't you? Yeah, the, the Theatre Dreams, we call it, didn't we? You know, is, oh, yeah. the Theatre Dreams was, was a great place for Penalta. And, yeah. And, and, and like like it's become now, you know, our home ground is a fortress and we take pride in winning at home, but... Ellis Park. You know, Ellis Park as a venue, I guess. Yeah. I think I'd rather be over the old field, mate. I've never been, you know, oh, all the, the time field, I come to the club. Dreams. Oh, the it's, it's, it was a nice field, wasn't yeah. it? The right surroundings yeah. and the bank. Always in better than what we got on Saturday the night. Yeah. The old field was fantastic, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, and some lovely field. Kilva Gorka Bay was a lovely field. Really nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 just just coming out of the worst field, actually. Lovely the reception, yeah. Well, I never forget playing New Frogby Kilva Gorka. Oh. Literally, you know, we, we get out of the change rooms and we're on a field and it's horrible, mucky day and they just kick oh. lumps out of us. And my oh. father had sort of instilled into some of our players and Gavin um, Wheeler Simmons, I'd never forget, keep you cool, Gav, keep you cool. And this boy smacked him straight in the jaw and he turned around to him and Gavin's instinct would have been to hit him and he went, not today, like, I'm not allowed to do today. <laughs> but but they, had, they, had, they had cars reversing onto the pitch. Like. Just about cutting up. We were playing in the cars reversing on the field as you're running up the pitch. Exactly. It was so, such an intimidating place. And Melvin Wheeler was there, I always remember he was on the pitch nearly. There's a few in wheels, isn't it? I think Travel's one of the worst. Oh, Gilbert Travel, Travel up there. It's, that's up there. Oh, with the worst. Oh, and everybody well, mentions Paul, that. Paul, Paul Woods up there, we went up there in, I think it might have been January, December time in, in the cup game, and he was Baltic, right? There was people with... Yeah. Four or five jackets on, no word of a lie, it was absolutely freezing. We were cold on the pitch. And you turned around and Paul Woods was sitting with just a t shirt on. <laughs> and we're thinking, you know, he's not right, is he? Don't we went up here Wednesday, I think, with the stars, and uh, Wayne Norwood was the same. Remember Wayne? You don't remember Wayne, you? And he, he was always walking around in a t shirt, he was up there the same, freezing cold. But some tough places over the years, isn't it? We've had yeah, and it makes you a, makes a man of you, doesn't it? Going you know? to Porth and sides like that, you know, nice field, but not field. nice environments. No, no. 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 Never mind, never forget Porth, the smallest change rooms in the world. 
you couldn't open the windows, the lights didn't work, and they painted the walls black. Yeah. And it's like, well, welcome to the You've seen yeah. before, I love Watts What's Stonefield. wrong with that? Like? What's I, wrong with that? I love Watts Stonefield, but playing them is a different thing because they were animals. Yeah. Is it easy now? I was creating the clubhouse. So. I think that might be killing Welsh rugby. The rules, the way the, the, the laws yeah. have changed, you can't, uh, you can't intimidate somebody in the way you used to, used to do. So, so who's um, your best player you played with? Best player, you can name a couple if you want, like the best players, or name two or three. I guess from from a Penalta perspective, you know, like Sir Hugh Stevens, you know, it was fantastic to be around as a as a player, as a leader, mm-hmm. as a captain. Um, you know, your brother and yourself were two great players for, for Penalta and probably had the ability to move on into, into other clubs. You know, later on in the year, years then, you had people like Gaza who, who were sort of phenomenal mm-hmm. and, and really, you know, took the club to different places and had so much ability. Dale, for me, was probably one of the finest players ever to play for Penalta. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, honest. What a man. You know, tough as old boots and, and will die on the field for you. And, and likewise, Curly was exactly the same. You know, yeah. it's difficult to pick the greatest players. Isn't it? I think everybody has an influence. You played with so many... So many that's, 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 that's a good thing to say, really. You know? It's special to say that you've got five or six people that you could call on as being your best. But I guess I'll, I'll, where, where I'll you were then. Penalta, you know, the privilege to take and, a few of the people like Michael Owen and, mm. and Mellon and, you know, yeah. Kerry Sweeney and people like that yeah. who obviously went on in their careers to become great rugby players. I, I'm, I'm looking at that when I played with Michael Owen. He was a lovely number eight. Just a bit... Just his hands and things. Oh, he's class, class player. Class class player. Big, big lad. Real class. So, class. worst, worst player. Oh. Can, we, can we name a worst player? Yeah, Are we allowed to do that? Can. Um, name me again. Oh, probably gotta say it, and he probably ref us soon. But Gavin Roberts is probably <laughs> one of the worst, one of the worst players. You've been kind to us. Ever played with, but. Uh, <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this before he refs us next no. time. But <laughs> to be fair, he'd be very kind. He was so fast; he used to run backwards. <laughs> uh, no, he was. No, he, did, he didn't have a rugby class in that. But Faye played a guy. We're doing well as a ref. Yeah, he's yeah, doing he well is. as a ref. And Faye played. He played on a bull, and I was scrapped with a couple. And Gavin came in and chucked the chucked an, an armor. But he he was he wasn't the best rugby player. Even Gavin, if you're listening to this. Sorry, bud. Glenn Osborne was up there as well. Oh, Glenn, yeah. Glenn, Glenn was a great trier, right? I never forget playing a plant that used against Blackwood. Blackwood. And he was in the second row with me, and we got up from the second row, and as he put his hand up, he went, I'm starving, tack guy. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> Get him off. <laughs> but, but no. And then, yeah, and then about five minutes later, Loggy just, uh, but that Dale, the big Dale. Tremendous. What was your um, biggest regret? I don't know. I don't think I got any regrets really. I, I've enjoyed my time on the rugby field. I'm, I'm enjoying my side. I've enjoyed my side off off the field. I think um, I don't think I've got any regrets. No, really. we've, just... we've, we've been fortunate to be successful in the club. Um, no, I, I can't say there's any regrets. It's good, good to see that. Isn't it? That's that just shows shows where we are. Um, best venue. Yeah, best club clubhouse. Well, we had a bit of, bit of camaraderie, best oh, clubhouse. You, you've got to go back to the old Nago days of now, you know, this, it, that was everything rugby club wanted. It was rough and ready um, and, and it was a great place for, you know, enjoying yourselves, bringing people together. I can never forget, you know, even at, at youth level, you come down you'd be with all your partners and girlfriends and yeah. it was just a family club and Tremendous. It, it, it brought everyone together off a field. You had first, seconds, youth would all share the same room, we'd all be all sat on the same tables singing the yes. songs and drinking together and, and it was about that family culture that the club is yeah it was always a strange um, I, I loved the Nargo days I remember the last night there it was just absolutely oh, we had some good times away though in um, places like 
Pulse, you mentioned Watchdown, and who were you singing in one club? Barry sang Chubby Brown three times. I'm coming back at it, was it? Going back on the Nalgo, that's used to take me there. It, it did have that feel. You'd walk in there and it was even in there, and I used to love going down it. But it's where the club should be, and, and like I think what we probably lost over the years is. I guess your brother was a big part of this, was that he would make the effort to make sure that everyone was back in the club, players, yeah. the girlfriends, and everybody was part yeah. of it. Well, a rat. And that was kind of like, you know, the boys use a club, obviously, and the boys love a club, and, and I think there's a lot of work club needs to do around yeah. the club atmosphere yeah. and environment. Yeah. But but it needs to get back in, and, and, and there needs to be a place where people want to go and, and be. And you, you say about the Nalgo, but if you ask a lot of people who went on the Nalgo in those days, which is the best, where it's the best place you used to go, and they say the Nalgo. Mm. It was Back there, and the girls were saying it was a great laugh. We had a great time. The girls were over there, the boys were over there. They didn't speak for four hours, and then yeah, best I met them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was great. The girls had a great time. Right? I remember that it was just a great place in Argo. So, best drinker, because you can sub, but tuck, you can chuck it down your neck. You know, you got I've, whole, a, I've been around. All legs, boy. Which I like to drink as well. See, so you used to. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it's only one, but. It, um, uh, I know there's, you there's some secret sippers out there and they are right and if you want to look at the older school look at Lesha and, and Wayne Jones and people like that right they'll drink all day and they don't change but for a, if you want to drink who's who Stevens is the guy who's to, to drink with Christmas time and come up to Christmas I guess it's quite that we used to meet in the in the old Algo and we used to do the bar and the one year he was like, oh. we're not just doing the bar, <laughs> we're doing the bar. I, and I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, we're going across the bottom, and we're going up across the top on the... I'd be dead, see, I'd be at the end of me. And he was stomach like, yeah. like a guy like and he could drink anything. So, yeah, he's one of the biggest drinkers. Right, a um, couple of curry or Indian or Chinese. Curry and Indian the same thing, yeah. I know. <laughs> you, 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 I, I gotta say this. I'm looking at my notes. Indian. You, you've got curry or Indian. <laughs> Indian. Chinese or Indian? Indian. Indian, definitely. What do you go to Indian? Yeah, I don't eat a lot of Indian. I do Chinese. Yeah. He's not asking me now, he's asking you, but. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. Gotta think over again, look. No, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. That's, yeah. This is what it's about, because I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've had a couple, couple of his curries. Oh, no, that's why he's Because he knows he wouldn't invite me down the house in case I have a whiskey. And, uh, I can imagine you've got arrested. a good prawn curry, Matt. I've got to write a bottle. Yeah. yeah. Do you cook a good prawn curry? Is that, i got that in my mind. Is, is, no? You don't cook, cook a good prawn. No, have you seen something on? I've cook anything. Yeah, I cook anything. Yeah. No, I do like cooking curries, but Indian over Chinese everywhere. Yeah, lovely. Lovely. Right, Digby back or your red bag fixed? Who's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Digby? I don't know. It's dog. his old dog. Oh, he's a was beautiful it? dog, brown, ah. brown and white. Was he? Someone pinched him, I reckon my father got rid of him. Spaniel, was it? Spaniel. Yeah. Oh. He was I a never had dog. a dog, see. I never been brought to the dog. But yeah. You say about. Well, I've had a few, but I've seen <laughs> Yeah. Mention, mention, mention um, Digby, all those old days when we were younger. They're great, weren't they? Mrs. Sullivan. They're all great, weren't they? I suppose enjoying yourself as kids was about, weren't they? Did you like on Mr. Sullivan's garden? Only if you want a bit of guts given to you before you I go in. I give him guts. God, give him guts. <laughs> Mental. <laughs> so if he punches the ribs before you go in there. But there we are. Oh, yeah, superb, superb. So there we go. Nose reduction or uh, an injection to make yourself taller? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd go for nose reduction, I'd be honest. It's, uh, I could do the two... Uh, it's going to cost a couple of bob. It's going to cost a couple yeah. of bob. I, I don't think it's... I, I think they've been a bit nasty. Yeah, right. I didn't pull that in. Mine Richard pulled that in. Anyway, just... Uh, um, it's brilliant to have you on, Tuck. Um, great. Personally, I would like to thank you for everything you've done for the club. Absolutely. Best beauty echo as well. Yes, 100%. And I, I, on a personal note, is how proud I am that you've... You know, 
an eminent profession what you're doing here and um which you excel in you're still back in the, you're back in the club yeah and yet i love your family um and it's just great to have you on you you know you're, you're a massive asset you've been a big big part of my life you know that when pick me up when i've gone drinking or something but yeah, uh, too many times no, I, no, I just, I it, it's great to have you back in the club, but it's, it is wonderful, yeah, you know, you spend a lot of time there, a lot longer than I have, and I think the club needs it, I know it can't club. go on forever, it can't, can't expect you to come and, and, and move the club forward all the time, but I think you'll have an influence on other people, hopefully, that can pick up the reins in years to come and, and keep the club as, as strong and, and, and as successful as it is right now. Oh, yeah, and, you know? and as Tucker alluded to, you know, you've got to look back at the Nargo and we can get that in the new club. Just get all the boys back and... It's, not, it's, not, point. it's, not, it's not about looking back, it's, it's looking forward. And I know, I look back and, too and, much. You know, we've been in a great place and the club's been in a great position and even though Jack, you know, last going off has, you know, created some great success and probably moved the club on more professionally than kind of what he was in, in my time of coaching and people before me, we've all been honest clubmen and wanted the best mm-hmm. for the club. Mm-hmm. I think Jack professionalised the club massively. Um, unfortunately, you know, he moved on for his own careers and, and I was about regrouping and refinding who we are amongst the boys that we got because, you know, we know the side that we was last year. We're own identity now and yeah. as I always say in, in since I've ever coached is, it's about creating our own history and our own memories now and mm. it's the players today and who we'll take the field Saturday that's going to do that. So, yeah. look, we'll, we'll keep on going and um, and I'm sure there's good yeah. times ahead of us still. Absolutely. On, on an end note, what are you having for Christmas? <laughs> no reduction, I think. <laughs> you got that? No, you got that anyway. It's on Amazon, is it? <laughs> we've sorted my food with the most. Yeah. Thanks, boys. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, Matthew, for coming on today. And I've got big shoes to fill, obviously, in this podcast. But he so I'll be asking you some advice as we go along. All the best, Richard. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's great, best, it's great to have you on board. And we want to attack as the first person in because he's the penultimate man. So, who do you think we should have next? That's the question before we go. Yeah. We've got a few people that um, I've got a few people I think that you know we should put on now in the next. I, I think podcast. it'd be nice to go to some of the current players now yeah. and some of the younger yeah. generation of players and, and let's see what. Uh, See what they got to see, is it? Lovely. Cheers, Tucker. Thank you, Matt. Cheers. Cheers.